right, man. Jersey Drew, the Red Pill Party podcast, kicking off the weekend Red Pill. And um, it's still Friday for me right now, and it's a very slow day. I wouldn't say it's a bad thing, but I wish time went by a little bit faster. Once again, here with a little bit of the Crimson Capsules for you to get through the weekend and by the time you guys receive this episode, it'll be towards the end of the weekend and maybe you guys can listen to this on your, you know, nine to five, uh, your nine to five doing your eight and hitting the gate. But, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting week for me looking back, um, getting a chance to actually recap the insanity. In fact, this weekend, or really, as soon as I get back home, whenever I get a chance, I have to go through all of the paperwork for the new gig <coughs> that they're aiming to put me on the 26th of October, but let me tell you how petty this job is, this job that I currently work in. Let me tell you how petty these fucking faggots are, right? So I tell I tell the lady in the main office and I tell my manager, hey, I'm pretty much giving you guys a notice. I'm on the 26th. I've been offered another position. I'm going to take it. And I figure everything will be cool. Sorry to hear that. You know, I have to hit up the new lady and tell her, you know, the new lady who's going to be involved with my hours and scheduling that um, a lot of my criminal background information is actually with my current um, employer. And you can get the record. You can get, you know, everything that you need from her. Gave them the number and everything, right? And keep in mind, we're corresponding via email. So I don't know if you guys ever did this where you're actually having somewhat important conversations with people via email. It's very annoying. And come to find out that apparently they couldn't give my fingerprint information because a place, a separate place, has that information, right? What do you know? So now I'm possibly dealing with the I'm dealing with the possibility of probably not starting until more or less October. I mean, more or less November than the end of October, because I would have to get the uh, tuberculosis test, the TB test, and I would have to get the criminal background check over again as well. But it is what it is. I don't care. You know what I mean? You know, these people also said they wanted me to come see them in person so I can tell them, which I personally don't have a problem doing. <coughs> but at the same time, how I look at it, it's like, yo, you guys got a lot of fucking nerve, man. Like, these people have a lot of nerve. Like, what I told them was already on record. I already messaged them so they have their verification via text message. Most of the time, you got to fucking look for these people, go on a fucking manhunt just to find the managers and the people that's responsible for payroll. 
And, you know, I'm going to go in Monday. I'll stop by the office. I'll write a four-sentence letter telling them that I will be resigning, giving my notice two weeks from two weeks from that Monday because uh, two weeks after next Monday is supposedly when I'm going to the other job. But the problem is I kind of dig myself in a hole because of the TB testing and all of this other shit that I'm not able to get off a of record. So I would have to go to another person to get that test and everything done, which I don't really care. I don't mind all that. I'm just looking forward to moving forward. Okay? We're looking forward to move forward up here. We're, lo- we're moving on up to the east side in the deluxe apartment in the sky. Yep, we're moving on up to the east side. And guess what? We finally got a piece of that pie. All right? Um, if y'all never heard of the Jeffersons, then you're not cool. And I'd rather not speak to you. It's one of those random days slash nights. I guess it's kind of the evening. It's uh, 6.50. I have to punch back in at 710, but you guys know how I do it. Pause for the cause, then I'll be back. This is a random episode. This will kick off the weekend, and this will probably not be uploaded until Saturday night. <coughs> and you know why I'm coughing, right? It's not because of COVID, all right? It is not because of COVID-19, all right? I am doing okay. Um, but you guys know how I get down. Right? You guys know how I do it. Smoke weed every day. Smoking this blunt, right? <coughs> oh, shit. A blunt that I rolled earlier. Matter of fact, I forgot. I should really probably hit my medicine man up and see what's good with him. I think I'm going to do so. Um, once I technically punch back in, and when I punch back in, it's still 710, right? But I'm supposedly supposed to punch out at 7. So when I leave the job again, it will look like I'm just out on break. Even if I come back a little bit later than 730. This is what you got to do. the life and you live through the custodial chronicles with this work schedule and the shit you have to do and the people you have to tolerate you know you you begin to learn the maneuvers you know what I mean you begin to understand and learn the techniques of getting over these motherfuckers. Because best believe, the people that you work for are definitely going over you. They're getting over you, but they're going over you. They'll go go above and beyond you to find the next person. And see, that's why I don't feel bad for, for these type of places where people are leaving back to back 
like I brought up earlier, a guy, I think today is his last day. He starts as a, a warehouse custodian on Monday, somewhere else. He gave his notice. Dude, I just feel that there's just something better. I've always known that I always known I've always known that there was something better out there for me. But I just wanted to know how to get it. What would I need to do? What skills do I need? How much experience would I need? And I've had the experience to really, you know, get to more money. <clears throat> get to better money. And I know in a lot of ways that's what this manager would have said. Oh, well, something about the money, you could have mentioned it. Yeah, we really need you. And I'm going to tell him I really need more money. And if I would tell these people what this other place is giving me hourly compared to what I'm currently getting now, if they were in my position, if they were in my position, they would have done the same shit. They would be a fucking idiot not to. And they look at certain people and they put them in those positions where, oh, okay, well, this guy's going to stay loyal to us. You know, he's already been here. There's some guys who's been here. 12, 12 to 15 years, and they're just rolling with the punches. Whatever these guys are dishing out hourly, these guys are taking. And it's like, man, that's just, that's nothing that I'm going to participate in. You know what I mean? That's just something that I personally choose to not participate in. I had to move this car. I don't have my seatbelt on. Fucking faggot. Dumb fucking Jeep. Anyway. <clears throat> like I said, I'm moving on up to the east side. Finally get a piece of the pie. Anyway, uh, we had nighttime crimson capsule. Matter of fact, let me see something real quick. Let me stop BSing. Doing some ghetto shit. I'm texting somebody while I'm recording, so please forgive me. But I have to make preparations for the little weekend that I have. All right. <sighs> Boy, it's just another week, man. <coughs> Damn, I had to put that shit out. Uh, I got about, what, 15 minutes? So I have to clock in? I forgot. 710 at the clock back in. 756 now with 755. Yeah, that's about 15 minutes. I'm bugging the fuck out. But this is just another day, man. It's been a difficult yet very fulfilling week. I feel drained, mentally drained, physically drained, but I was still able to knock everything out within the four hours that I had. And my goals when it comes to this job, um, and uh, my goals when it comes to this job is really just to leave here on just at least a cordial 
No. I'm not trying to leave here hat in hand, bowing. I don't give a fuck about this job. I did what I did for the money. So wherever I go and what I'm going now is a place that seems to be more about taking care of the employees <clears throat> and really giving the benefits and really giving the opportunities that a lot of teachers have to give that to a custodian is almost unreal. So when I found out about the job, I was very much so interested. Um, let's see. Let me see something real quick. All right, never mind. Uh, I had to just go through my phone, found out one of my plans uh, going forward for the weekend is kind of fucked. I have maybe a G and a half of some herb, and I know that can get me through Saturday, but I don't think that's getting me through two days at all, which that fucking sucks. My medicine man, he's like five, six towns away from where I'm at right now. So there's the end of that. Um, I was looking forward to the weekend, but I don't really know now, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I really don't know. I have no clue, but I will be playing video games. I wanted to bring something up because it's funny that I see, I see a little growth and the participation, um, a lot of weird locations. I think I brought up Mexico has like 4% of the audience is in Mexico, like weird shit. I didn't plan on doing any red pill content at all. My thing was there was a lot of content creators. I can't think of their names, but you guys will know what type of content creators I'm talking about. The people who have game compilations, but at the same time, they're talking about something entirely different. I want it to be like that type of content creator. And even to this day, I still have, you know, plans to possibly make that happen. Have my own setup. But that's definitely down the road, you know. Uh, what was I playing? I was playing the Marvel Avengers today. I think I mentioned this earlier, but who gives a fuck? I mentioned it again. It's a decent game. I don't know why people complain about it. <clears throat> Considering the fact that me personally, I'm not necessarily a fan of like superhero video games was never a thing for me. Like Even the Batman games were kind of cool, but I just was never into it. But the uh, Marvel Avengers shit is pretty dope. I like the I like the little story that goes behind it. They have certain uh they have certain sequences to the game that goes along with the story or you're playing the game and it automatically breaks off to the cinematic uh piece of art. I fuck with that. Matter of fact, where's the where's my fucking soundboard? I got distracted with all this other bullshit. Fuck it. Um yeah, my plan in the beginning was to really play video games. Talk shit, possibly get political. I forgot the guy's name. Um, he was one of the first people I saw 
who had a lot of game compilations, but he was really like a uh, a right wing type of dude. I forgot his name. But I may still do that in the future. You know, God willing, I'm in a better position. <clears throat> and I feel that in a lot of ways, I, I definitely deserve. Um, I definitely deserve the worth of what I bring to the table. Meaning there's certain people, right? Certain people will bring nothing to the table. They'll live their entire lives bringing nothing to the table. But they'll always be around or they'll always be in the vicinity of people who got. And they'll always have their hands out when they're in need. Right? There's people that may bring the bare minimum, right? And this is where I'm at now currently at this job, right? I'm getting sort of paid and lowballed the bare minimum. And these people have so much high expectations for any and everything that has to deal with what I need to do, except when it comes to compensation and that doesn't happen. So when the person, just like in this conversation, decides to want something better and actually feels that he deserves it through work, not through just being who you are, like a lot of women, they believe that, hey, I'm a woman, I'm entitled to money, I'm entitled to a good man, I'm entitled to love and happiness, and I can still do what I want when I want, and... I can still be with this man and be with that man. Won't happen. Can't happen. But there'll always be a group of people that bring the bare minimum. Now, in a lot of cases like me, I could do a whole lot better. I can do a whole lot better with my work performance, but I believe that the compensation is necessary first. See, I single-handedly seen a summer go by in this building, and I've seen things being put together well, classrooms being stripped and waxed very well, right? And then later on, later on, I see pencil marks on the floor, crayons uh, smeared everywhere, and the staff don't give a shit. In fact, they'll allow kids to fuck up the room and then complain when things aren't done properly the way that they see it. And like I said, when you deal with people who have little to no consideration for what you do, it becomes, for me, it's a fuck it situation. Where at this point, I'm guaranteed to be out in three weeks from Monday, from this Monday coming up, I'm guaranteed to be out in two weeks maximum. So I want to make sure that I can still get enough little money in my pocket so I can just sit back and stack that money, knowing that when I go into this other place at the end of October or the beginning or possibly the middle of November, I'm going to be making more money, a lot more money than what I'm making now. And I'm going to have the experience 
this I look at this journey in the same way that I looked at my last job. It was the experience. It wasn't a good experience, but it's longevity. All right. I was in a place that I couldn't tolerate, but I learned as much as possible and I did as much as possible and I can explain it and I can present it in a way with a employer or with somebody in an interview for where they can understand. You know what I mean? It's not about bullshitting. It's really just about playing the game. And it took me a while to understand that. When I hear people talk, when I used to hear people talk about playing the game, I used to think it was just people who bullshit. People who didn't tell the truth. But it's different. When you play the game, you just know the rules. And maybe you know the rules and you know the game well enough to manipulate it and make it work the way that you see it work. But a lot of times you have to kind of go along to get along. That doesn't mean you become a stooge. That doesn't mean that you become a smurf and you become a do-gooder. It means that you know when, where, and why to react. A lot of times in situations that I'm in at the workplace, and for a lot of men who are in these situations, you kind of just have to bite your tongue. Because the moment you open your mouth and say something that they don't agree with or maybe something that they're offended by, they'll try to take you out of your position. They'll try to get rid of you. So it's almost like a damn if you do, damn if you don't scenario. You're pretty much going along to get along, but you're not really getting anywhere in that process. And you begin to try and work yourself to the bone to get to a better position or a better step, not knowing that maybe that better step is not in the current place that you're at. Maybe it's not even in that current field that you're in. This is what happens with the generational aspect, in my opinion, with colleges. People have this fascination with college, like the college will put you to the next level. But it's not true. It's more of a skill or a trade that you have interest in that can bring in revenue. Um, healthcare, auto mechanics, things of that nature, um, things that deal with technology, specifically computers. These are the things that will get you more money. Now, you can have a college degree in criminology, you can have a college degree in forensics and go nowhere afterwards. A lot of people don't tell you that the places that you pick aren't necessarily a guarantee when you get that so-called education. Then you deal with the debt, you deal with the student loans, you deal with people constantly hassling you, calling you, asking when you can make your next payment. Student loans is like the same as like child support in a sense. But instead of a human being that you bring to this earth, you bring in debt. And this debt lives on and it lingers around you. It's like a dark fucking cloud. When you try to get a car, when you try to get a loan, when you try to get something that involves you having to pay back with certain interests, you will not get that representation due to your performance. See where I'm getting at? Now I'm going to connect the dots. And I got to keep in mind, matter of fact, let me just do this now and get it over with. Quick calls, uh, excuse me, quick pause for the calls. Be right back. All right, man, I'm back. Had the punch back in. 
got caught up in a quick conversation with one of the coworkers, which I explained was his last day today. You know what I mean? He's about to start somewhere. He has a good increase to what we're making. I'm starting somewhere soon. Good increase. We were just going back and forth on why, you know, the place just didn't work out. And it mostly broke down to leadership. This is what it breaks down to, right? Now ask yourself this question. How can a group of custodians, a good portion of them have been working for over 10 years, how aren't these people given raises and how aren't these people given opportunities for better positions, possibly as a supervisor? Well, I'm going to tell you why. This place is a entity of a corporation. And then the corporations, they handpick who they want to represent everybody. It can't be somebody who's reasonable or even somebody, God forbid, that you know who is capable of the work. It has to be somebody from the offices. You know, somebody from the corporate headquarters. And yes, people, it goes as far as custodians and where companies and entities take most of the proceeds. The employees get very little. Now, just because I'm leaving this company, I'm not going to address the name and I may not address the name at all going forward just because. Um, but these corporations, these very known companies, right? And I already gave a clue before because. It's an advertisement that they now play on YouTube a lot. And some of those ads actually have custodians in it, but I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to mention the name, right? But uh, these people look at you as the very least of their priorities. The work that you are assigned, they look at. The worker themselves, they don't really care for. They'll try and tell you otherwise. They'll tell you one thing, but when it comes to actually actual action, they are incapable of doing so. These places are incapable of looking out for their employees. And if you're not smart, you'll get into a job that will give you little capabilities. You'll have very little coverage of insurance and things of that nature. And then you'll find yourself here 
for five to ten years and won't realize your situation until the tenth year here. You know, there's a guy here, I already mentioned him, but I'll mention it again. And this wasn't supposed to be a custodial chronicle, but this is pretty much a weekend red pill exclusive anyway. I'm going to be talking about a lot of random things throughout this recording and the next one to follow. When when you become sort of stagnant at a job, you can be you can become stagnant at a job. There could be somebody <laughs> And this is like the fucked up thing about life. There could be somebody working harder than you looking for work. (laughs) Right? Because there's a lot of jobs that don't really require much effort. It's not much effort. And a lot of people, like this guy, he's actually just getting back. I'm about to just drive around. Burn the rest of this blizzard. You know what I'm saying? If I had the soundboard on hand, I would play it, but fuck it, Mark. Hold up. Alright. There's a lot of people <coughs> like the gentleman <coughs> that I was referring to 21 years. You've been in a building longer than most teachers and principal. In some cases combined. Because in a lot of these areas, this is a more rural surrounding, a suburb in New Jersey. Central Jersey at that, there's going to be more opportunity for these teachers. So a teacher won't stay in a district for longer than five years unless she's getting more money. For them, it's the opportunity of going forward, finding better work. Now, what's interesting is that's understandable in that particular position and with that group of people. That group of people have unions. That group of people have a backing. That group of people have of positions in power we don't have that as custodians so obviously this becomes the problem going forward it no longer becomes um, I wonder how long I can stay at this job it becomes how long can I tolerate these people and see for me I still I still have the goal in mind where I find a job in one of these big major offices that have like a lot of rooms and I come in late night graveyarded nobody there just me my headphones a vacuum cleaner and whatever I need to finish my task and I'll be good I'll be good. I'll be right as rain. But, you know, until then, this 
future position that I'm getting is just going to be on another fucking level. It's just not even fucking worth talking about it. It's just worth the conversation because I decided to talk about Custodial Chronicles to pretty much talk about how a job that I had six years ago was so much better than that job that I have today. Now, I didn't stay at this job for that many for that many years. Thank God. What I did instead was the first time around when I got the job, I needed it because I was facing charges. I owed uh, this kid who was talking shit. I ended up breaking his orbital bone and I was facing trespassing and aggravated assault charges. And I was able to beat that because I... They got the fucking parents or the attorney got the parents to agree that I pay for the fucking billing and all that other bullshit. That's how that ended up working for me. But still, it was a very uh, difficult time for me. You know, I wasn't sure what was going to happen, you know, uh, I could get locked up. That's what I was thinking at the time. Even though... I didn't have... any priors. Like, I wasn't... I was never, like, behind bars before. You know what I mean? But because of that... I pretty much got... got off the hook because of that. And I learned my lesson from there the first time. Because I was dealing with people that I thought were trustworthy individuals. And it wasn't like that. You know, a lot of these people are two-faced. You got to remember, gentlemen, there's a lot of people who are in your circle right now. Who you shouldn't have. There's a lot of people who are... In your circle. These are the people that you claim you trust the most. That shouldn't even be in your vicinity. Sometimes you got to evaluate yourself. And sometimes you got to evaluate your circle of friends. The people you communicate with. The people you have trust in. You know what I'm saying? The people you have trust in. Sometimes you got to question that. And I don't mean you have to question the people directly. You just have to analyze and be able to evaluate certain people you have around you. But at that time, when this job came along the first time, it was a godsend. I needed the money to be able to pay off. I think it was like... Something like $2,800. $2,800 was the medical bill for this kid's orbital bone. Because he wanted to talk slick and say something racist around me. Like, I'm some fucking pushover. Like, come on. Can't do that. And it was a funny situation because I'll tell you how the situation went. I believe I talked about this prior, but I really don't care. 
it's not like I'm mentioning anybody's name, but there's this dude I used to chill with, like, I would say 2014, right? And at the end of 2014, two days after Christmas, the 27th, 2014, never forget that date. I uh, decided to go over there. I was already smoking, so I was feeling good. So I just went over there. It was no snow, but it was really cold. I remember the weather. It was very cold that day and night. For some reason, the temperature in my mind or in my spirit just dropped. But I go over there. And I can tell he's pretty lit because he's not answering the door. And when I hit the doorbell again, he just said, come in. But he had exaggerated and spelled it all fucked up. So I knew he was fucked up. So I said, whatever. Anyway, I go upstairs and there's these bitches at the house. So I start talking to the bitches, right? Because this dude is somewhere, I think, in the bathroom. Or he's like somewhere in the small living room area in his apartment. So I'm talking to these chicks. I'm sitting down at this little dining room table we had. And these women are like, one sitting next to me and the other one sitting across from me. Engaging in some dumb conversation. He comes out. Says this terrible joke that... It wasn't that it wasn't understood. It was it was understandable. You could understand what he was saying. But he just didn't have the execution for the joke. And nobody said anything. So he goes back into the room or whatever. So I go into detail about some other conversation. You know what I mean? Comes back out. Starts talking shit. Right? This nigga starts talking reckless. Like, hey, man, you think you're tough because you're from uh, a black street and all this other shit. He was really going into some, you know, pretty distasteful racism. Like, I don't mind a racist joke, you know. I'm not what you would consider PC by any means. I'm not somebody who represents an entity by any means. Um, what I do is talk about the shit that I feel is necessary to talk about. A lot of people don't enjoy it. A lot of people would rather see it censored. People like me who speak their mind freely, they like to see people like us censored. And the reality of it is none of these people have the cojones, the cojones to do half of what we do. Talk about half the shit that we talk about. Have the conversations or have the type of discussions of randomness, but yet enlightenment. Enlightenness. In the same way. I had to correct myself. Jeez, what time is it? 7.32, I already punched in 7.10. Like I said, and we're going in for the long run tonight, guys. Gentlemen, I think we're in it for the long run. If I stop anytime soon, 
I will pick back up from 11 or from 10.50 to about 11.10ish. Like I said, I, I owe it to the people that's been checking me out. I appreciate y'all sincerely. You know what I mean? Definitely. Uh, I got to do a lot more content. We're going to get a, a bit more creative going into the future. Um, I really, now I think about it, I should probably get a new laptop. I'm thinking with this last couple of checks that I'm getting, or I know for a fact there's one more check that I get after this, which is on the 28th. So I may just get a laptop. You know what I mean? And once I get the laptop, I can really focus on doing a lot of things. I have a Chromebook, but I'm only going to bring that around for like small portions, like maybe editing. Um, there was a program that I was using on there that was pretty decent when it came to editing uh, audio and creating slideshows and shit like that. But um, really going for different topics, different discussions. I might as well give y'all a little sneak preview, right? Might as well, because I'm already 41, close to 42 minutes in. Uh, what do we have? I got to go through a lot of these because I've done these already. I hate when that happens. Yeah, I've done most of these, actually. Conditional femininity. Two things that destroys men and women. Uh, yeah. Damn. Let me, let me delete these. While I have a chance. Make sure I keep my... Um, make sure I keep my passwords locked. All right. Yeah, I thought I had something, but I didn't. Well, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about going forward. So I think I'm going to wrap this up pretty soon. Uh, wait a second. Damn, I had something that I was supposed to jot down. I just never did. I don't know if people ever did that before, where you come up with a fucking brilliant idea, but the problem is you're a fucking idiot. And you don't write things down. Or better yet, you have a phone. Even though you have a goddamn phone. You don't fucking... Uh, you never, like, analyze. You never realize, like, hey, I said something that made sense. Maybe I should jot that down. You always say, oh, I'll remember that. And it never happened. Or when you remember it, it's always in a situation that is completely unnecessary. For me, at least, that's what usually happens. A lot of my topics, believe it or not, just come from just the day-to-day -day routine. Like, I found a way to channel my inner ADD and my super inner ADHD, and that's by brainstorming. So even throughout the day while I'm working, I'm thinking of, certain ideas
for certain topics are maybe talking about something entirely different that I have just enough time to pause what I'm listening to, stop what I'm doing, go on my phone, jot it down on my notepad, right? And be like, all right, I got this written down. And that's kind of what I've been doing. Not from the beginning. I used to be very unorganized. Although I'm very unorganized today, nothing's really changed, but I never necessarily planned to record this in the beginning. So, you know. In the beginning, it was more of just a thing to do. And for me, I was actually brainstorming, which I still kind of do today. I brainstorm while talking. So I'll talk about something completely opposite of what what I would be talking about earlier and go, all right, that's a good idea. I'll go on my phone real quick, put that down as a possible next topic, and I'll push forward. In the beginning, I really didn't organize anything. Um, I would make a I would make an episode called Race. Race. R-A-C-E. Race. And I would talk about racism and I would talk about that pride. I call it, it's like a pride system that people have, which is a good thing. But because of reputation or because of ancestry or because of background or religion, it can be seen as a negative thing. So you tell black people to have pride for them and who they are. But if you tell a white person to have pride for who they say they are and they talk about it publicly, they're considered racist. Not because of the action, but because of the history that became that action. That became a statement of, okay, black pride, black power, fine. But in a free speech, free thinking society, we would have to look onto the other side and look at the people who say white pride and feel nothing for it, have no emotion towards it, have no reaction towards it, because you, you are about your pride of your people, so you can't expect other people to cower down to you when it comes to pride for their people. And not all white people are Klansmen, and not all niggas are Malcolm X. That's just the reality of it. I get tired of getting... I used to get criticized a lot when I talked about a lot of the race-related... Um, is this shit locked? What the hell is going on here? Hold up. Motherfucker. This is some bullshit. Whatever. But I would always get caught up in some bullshit when it came to conversations about race and racism, right? Because with a lot of black and white, they think it's only black and white. There is a level of racism, or if you will, a classism, or a social... Um, reputation for every person or group within the race. 
right? That's why you got the snobby, waspy white dudes that have a lot of money that look down on everybody. And then you got the fucking hillbillies. There's levels to everything. You got uppity niggas that got a lot of fucking money. And they got that old money. You guys know what I'm talking about. But they're not respected in the quote-unquote communities. And I don't really follow that narrative. And I want to just talk about that briefly before I end this off, right? When you think of a community, what do you think of? I expect everybody to have pretty much a different perspective. So it's not going to be a particular right or wrong answer. I just asked the question. When you think of a community, what do you what's the first thing that comes to your head? Is it the houses that are built? Is it the schools that are built? Is it the people that make the community what it is? Is it that ability to communicate and to move as one cohesive neighborhood? Or is it just about money? Or is it just about property? Or is it just about revenue? Or maybe both of these things come into factor. In most cases, for me, I don't look at the community as a responsibility because the community is an entity that doesn't give a fuck about you. This includes the streets and suburbs. I would tell younger men to not be afraid to travel, to not be afraid to push forward, to not be afraid to go against something that is supposed to be structured for you. There's a time where you must go against the things that are supposed to help you. Because maybe in the long run, the criticism of religion or just the criticism in the background of racism is something that most people just don't want to fucking discuss and talk about. Like, the talk of religion is fine, but then there's people who take it too serious. Meaning they'll criticize the next person because they don't have that person's beliefs. And it's the same idea and the same perspective politically. But at least politically, it's arguments over things that people understand is going on. With religion, that's more of a personal matter. I respect the religious, but I sometimes frown upon the religion. I respect the religious, but I frown upon the religions because it becomes regions. Therefore, regions divide. Therefore, there's current wars that have been continuing to happen over decades over religious beliefs. Okay? We're going to get serious here. And the division with religion and the causes of death, bombings, Innocent children being blown up, burnt, being pulled out of the rubble of of, of uh, collapsed buildings. The shit that our news and our media wouldn't be able to stomach. This shit is going on in other places over the religion, over the beliefs. Uh, who's your higher up? Who's your most high? And you guys and these people are willing to do the most destructive, chaotic, 
demonic, uh, psychotic shit known to humans for your beliefs. So that's why the religion shit, I don't, I don't really get involved in those conversations. I consider myself spiritual. If I come across a Muslim, um, assalamu alaikum. You know what I mean? Uh, we may not have the same name for the same higher up, but I can acknowledge that we believe in the most high, whatever we choose to name it. See, that's the difference between me and maybe a straight by the book Christian. And I always talk about how Christianity is the most, well, the people within Christianity, from the Klansmen to the black lady that goes to the Baptist church every weekend, it's the same system. These are the people who go against so-called racism, but that's another conversation for another day. I told people I was going to go um, against the grain when it comes to a lot of subjects, stepping outside of the red pill narrative. Only for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Today has just been a fucking retarded day. I'm telling you. I'm going to go home tonight. Push that Xbox button. Play Marvel Avengers till like 2.30, 3.30 in the fucking morning. I'm ready to get this fucking day out of the fucking way, ladies and gentlemen. I am... That's right. I'm fucking ready. I'm ready to get this day over with. Get the hell out of here. 7.46 p.m. Crimson Capsules. Nightly Edition. Kicking off the weekend red pill extravaganza. There, I said it. Now I'm not I'm not promising anything spectacular. I'm not promising a three hour occasion. But I will be saying is I'm gonna come up with some good topics and I'm gonna brainstorm it. I'm gonna come together with it. I'm gonna have it organized. I'm gonna have it ready to go. When the time comes. But right now, pretty much past quarter to eight, I would have technically three hours, three hours and three minutes remaining, and then my weekend begins. Then my gaming session begins. I have these cats and kittens that come out here. I feel bad. I don't have anything for them today. I usually have food that I've eaten earlier. That I haven't thrown out. That I usually throw out here. These cats are on the hunt. These motherfuckers don't play out here. For the most part, they, they're friendly. But yesterday, I saw a raccoon at like fucking 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. And what was funny was I was looking sort of underneath the garbage cans and shit. Making sure nothing was underneath. While this motherfucker was pretty much... Spider-Manning it through the fucking top of the gate, climbing on top of the gate. He sees me and doesn't give a fuck. He just continues 
doesn't even pay me any mind. So I was like, cool. Put the trash in the fucking <laughs> garbage can and, and dipped. I wasn't trying to deal with that. <laughs> I wasn't trying to deal with that shit at all. <laughs> I was out. Bitch, I ain't I ain't getting attacked by no fucking raccoon. Taking out the fucking garbage for this fucking place. Dealing with these fucking people. I went up coming in like, yo, I got attacked by a raccoon. I got marks and everything. Like, yeah, we're going to need to see a doctor's note. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's when I extend my hand. Hey, it's been it's been nice here. That's pretty much what I'm going to do when Monday comes, right? Tomorrow being Saturday, I have to wake up and proceed to do a good amount of paperwork. I think I have to sign, I would estimate at least 12 sheets of paper. I have to sign and fill out 12 sheets of paper. Then after Columbus Day, which I forgot is next Monday, on Tuesday, I have to go back up to the new place, bring my birth certificate, bring everything that I need for them to make copies of, and everything will be straight from there forward. And then I would have to probably play a, a waiting game because of these cocksuckers. They're not willing to give my information involving my fingerprint to the new place. Or any copies of my um, driver's license or social. And they wonder why motherfuckers are so quick to leave and jump into the next position. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be laid up. I'm trying to be relaxed in the next couple of years. You know what I mean? Sit back. All that. I want all that. I can't do that shit here. Ain't no way in hell that shit's happening over here. I'll be dealing with the same fucking people, taking the same L's, taking the same low amount of pay. No. What? <laughs> no. I've been getting sort of the bare minimum for nearly a year now. I've tolerated it long enough because I knew that somewhere along the line that there was a possibility of finding something better. I didn't really put myself to task until a couple months ago. By the end of August, that's when I started looking into, all right, where's another place I can go, another company I can work for that's offering a little bit more money. And I was only looking for a little bit more money. Nothing too much, maybe two, three over what I'm currently making. I ended up finding something that was five, five fifty, almost six of what I'm currently making. You know what I mean? But it took the consideration and it took that consistency to make it happen.
All right. That's what it usually took. It took that dedication and it took me just staying on top of these people. And if not going, filling up uh, applications online now, I used to hate it. I used to hate filling out applications online. But today it's, it's fucking easy. You don't even got to put all your work history. Because when you have the interview, they'll ask all those questions there anyway. You'll just have your email flooded with fucking alerts. That's the only thing you'll be dealing with. So for me, keeping up with my emails or keeping up to what's going on was always the key point. Like, all right, there'll be times I'll go a week ahead not checking my emails and then I'll go on my emails and then a job will tell me that they're interested or they want to interview. And rather than just being irrational and just calling the job up, I would have to look into the email and look back to that job description and see how much they were forking up. I wasn't trying to leave and go somewhere where I was only getting like a buck fifty or or two dollars more. Like I wasn't trying to do that. You know what I mean? If I if I would have got if I would have got three fifty or four more, I would have still left. Because of the circumstances and what this place became. And it's almost like watching it's like growing up. It's like going to the arcade, right? A lot of a lot of people grew up still in that old school era where you had to go to arcades to really enjoy video games and shit, right? And you always went to this one arcade. And as you got older, the arcade lost its popularity, right? Because the video games came out. So people stopped going and then they officially closed it down. It's almost like that feeling where I'm here versus when I was here 2015 and everything was just so smooth. And there was no bullshit. There was no problems. There was no complaints. Everybody sort of functioned and people had consideration. But even at that time, the money was what it was. But here, it's impossible to explain. The place where I was before here, I calculated it earlier. I had less than... I had 14... I had 12 to 14 rooms to do. That was it. All those rooms had carpet. The only thing that was hard floor was the hallways. Simple mop. Mop that hallway in less than 30 minutes. If you were really in a in a rush, take care of that shit easily. In this place, a whopping 20 rooms, right? 20 rooms, four bathrooms, fucked up hallway floors from the person who they decide to have wax the floors this past summer. So now the hallways look like shit, regardless if you mopped it or not. You're really just trying to get up most of the, the markings on the floor. I'm, I was doing, I was doing nearly, not half as much, but a quarter as much less at my last place. Getting paid at this point, if I would have stayed there, I would have probably got more money. 
But because of the work environment and because of the actual environment, they weren't taking care of the building. I had to leave. If it wasn't for that, I would have still been there. Still bitching, complaining. I think I did a custodial chronicles during that time just to talk about a lot of the bullshit I was dealing with there. And I wouldn't say I dealt with more bullshit here than over there. But what I will say over here, they're very petty. Like, in my last job, they were just malicious. They would purposely do shit. They would bring food to the room and let kids eat and throw shit in the desk. Throw trash on the floor. Throw uh, apples and shit in the desk. So at the end of the year, you got rotten apples you got to take out. And all of the bullshit that comes with that. They'll purposely do shit like that. And at least in that place, it was a smaller... My section was small, man. We didn't have... Over there, we at least had, okay, let's say there you go to the second floor. There's two custodians in that floor. There's not one. So in that in that side, you can tell by the locker colors and by the floor. The floor changes colors from yellow to purple, I think, or some shit like that. And you can tell what section is whose. And it was a perfect thing. Very little rooms, very little tasks. I had, you had uh, one set of bathrooms, technically. I had two, because I had to do the basement. Or technically, I had three. No, I had two. And no issue. Over here, I'm get, I was getting, you know, less paper. Getting less paper, more work. And staff... And people who are willing to complain about any and everything. And they'll let other people who've been here longer get away with not even mopping the floor once. <laughs> when I heard that story, there's a couple things that I want to mention before I end this. Because I feel that I turned this into technically a custodial chronicle. But then it turned to a whole lot of random shit about race and politics and all this other bullshit, right? There were a couple incidents that made me realize that I was more capable of better and bigger opportunities. One of them was one of the first custodial chronicles that I did, I believe, where I talked about my old supervisor who's no longer here. He left Wednesday. That was his last day, two days ago. He decided that he was going to scrub floors one night. Oh, yeah, one day. And he let me know, on Monday, he said, we're going we're gonna to probably scrub whatever, such and such, this and that, this school. I'm like, all right, man, whatever. And when Monday came, Monday morning came, I got a text message at like 8.30. So I've been in here for about an hour and some change. I get a message from him saying, I'll be over there around 9 to pick you up. So I'm like, damn. Like, I figured it'll be like one day out of the fucking week where I can just chill out. For a good time period. Because there were people during the summer. If you do the type of work I do. Then you know what I'm talking about. Especially if. You're good with equipment and shit. Right. 
what they'll do is they'll assign you, the person who knows how to do most of the shit, they'll assign you certain tasks, and they'll have a group of broads that aren't even capable of wiping tables. This past summer, they isolated all of the women who typically don't do shit, right? They assigned them to they assigned them to one school exclusively for the entire summer, which over here it's the middle school. The middle school is probably the cleanest, most well kept school in the district. If you work, which I I kind of miss it. I don't miss the people because the people really didn't matter to me. It was more of the environment. It was more closed in. So I was able to do what I did and kind of get by without seeing many people or dealing with many people. Over here, it's kind of like you run into them. They're always there. Um, Doing anything during the day while school is going on is kind of a waste over here because it's elementary school. So you're going to have kids running in the hallway. So I always wait anyway. But I go with the supervisor to the elementary school. Not the elementary school that I'm at now, but there's another elementary school. And I think from there, it's like kindergarten up. Over here, it's actual elementary school. So it's like third grade up or some shit like that. So here we we are. At this elementary school. We're starting everything. And apparently he's in a bad mood. Because another person I think left. Keep in mind. While he was employed as supervisor. Six people. Not including myself. And not including this other person. Whose last day is today. Not including us who are leaving. There was six other people. Who left. Under him. And then he was able to get a new job, and he said, fuck it, I'm just going to leave myself. So he tried to stick around and do the part-time hustle and still get money while at this new job. And the guy who was the manager here, who's a piece of shit, I don't really care about saying that. He's a piece of shit. And I can't wait to see him on Monday and hand him the note. Um... He decided, okay, well, we have a woman already set to come in on a particular date, so we'll just make this particular day your last day. And that's how he rolled out. So he already had something in mind, and he was telling me about it while we were working, or really, in other words, while I was working, kind of going over the shit that he was fucking up along the way. And we get to a point where he begins talking about how the job here is fucked up and how the people treated him and how the supervisor or how the uh, the people in the main building in the office and the administration, they treat him like a fuck boy because really that's what he was. He was a tool. He, um, he didn't have the skill set to really do anything meaningful, but he had the mouthpiece. So he talked a good game when it came to getting things done, but when it came down to actually needing to do so and finding people reliable, he wasn't able to do it. People like him would say that he was dealt a bad hand, but most of the people here, including myself, besides his position, 
didn't mind him. I, I didn't I didn't see him as a bad person in particular, personally, but as a supervisor, I didn't think he really had the makings to really uh, take advantage of the position. The next person who comes in, I can care less. Um, it's really the people who still decide to stay here who have to really deal with these people. With me, I'm just trying to make a quiet and considerable exit. You know what I mean? A quiet and considerable exit. Where I can go, all right, it's been it's been a experience here. I won't even say it's been a good experience. It's been an experience here. Um, I appreciate you guys hiring me, but you know, from going from here going out, I think there's bigger and better opportunities for me. I'm getting bigger and better opportunities from other places. And this place financially isn't cutting it for me. And honestly, the people and the attitude and the lack of consideration for the custodians here just ain't cutting it either. But it's been good for the time being, especially being here from 2015. But the thing about it is I'll never miss this place, just like I didn't miss the last place. Now, there were some perks because ironically, in the same sense of me getting here in 15 minutes, I was also going to my other location in 15 to 20 minutes. Sometimes 20, though. There was more traffic, more lights, etc. And same distance almost, just in the opposite directions. Different counties, different people, different backgrounds, different perspectives different mindsets in one building, it can be extremely chaotic. So me, if I'm dealing with people, like in this place, I felt like I was being cornered. And even going here still today before leaving, I feel that I'm being cornered because these people want things done their own way and they don't have consideration for what we do. So while they want things done their own way, they leave the places that they teach look horrified. The kids damn near run the, run the school system. You have just a brief complaint. You have a group of young women who really don't have respect and consideration for anybody but really themselves. And then as a unit themselves, like teachers, they have more of a camaraderie with teachers. With custodians, it's like, uh, all right. Sometimes they'll wave, sometimes they'll walk by. That's just one of the realities you have to deal with. And if you're in a place for the money, then that should be your focus. But you shouldn't torture yourself and be around people you can't stand or be around people that you really can't tolerate just to make an income. Especially if there's something bigger and better along the line that may just require your effort in going forward. That's the only thing that I can say. But it's been in the, it's been a recording. It's definitely been a, an episode here. This will definitely be something to kick off the weekend. You guys will probably not get this until Saturday night, possibly Sunday morning. But this will how this will be how I 
uh, do this going forward, especially incorporating a lot of recordings that I do along the way, a lot of the random shit that I do that I some happen I so happen to still have and haven't deleted that I can incorporate later on for future episodes and future topics. But it's been another day. It's 8.08 p.m. And what I like to say, in the meantime and in between time, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast, signing out. Peace.